This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to David Locke here momentarily, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. We had Donovan Mitchell on the show earlier today. Uh, well, you can get that in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts. Simply search out The Big Show. But it was uh, great to have Donovan on, and uh, we'll talk a little basketball with David coming up. We will. It's always good talking with David. Is it? You don't think so? I do. I'm just on a good day. Just making a joke. <laughs> Whenever that joke always comes to mind for me for some reason. Whenever somebody says it's always, you know, it's always good to do blank. You know, uh-huh. it's always good to change your underwear every day. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just one of those snarky things. That when comes was, to when my was mind. the last time you did that? I don't know. May. <laughs> I'm trying to think of why you would have done that, but or wouldn't have done that. Whatever. Does it really need to be done every day? Uh, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Uh, Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at SmartRain.net. He is the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Our friend David Locke. What's up, David? Hello, guys. How are you? We're good, buddy. How how are things in your realm? How's the, how are things in your universe? You're you're not an idle hands kind of guy. You've been keeping yourself busy. Yeah, I've been really busy. It's been crazy. I'm busy, and starting to rev up some NBA. We're getting we're crazy close. So, starting to try to mix in you know a few hours of prep every day and watch old games and old call imaginary games and try to get ready. So yeah, so you know, it's time. So, David, I want to start off uh, by uh, talking about something. I know you are a man who thinks about a lot of things in life beyond just basketball, and we'll get to the basketball, but we had Donovan Mitchell on our show earlier today, and he talked. We asked him some basketball questions, like I said, which we'll get to, but we also asked him about the uh, the what Stuart Adams uh, was videoed as saying earlier about how he needs uh, or Donovan Mitchell needs to be quote-unquote, educated about race issues in Utah. And uh, I, it, we asked Donovan about it, and he said that he did not want to take away from his emphasis on education today, but that he would address that at a future date. Your thought on Donovan Mitchell, the man, not just the player, but the man. I mean, that's just like, what a, like he's doing the event for – the teachers through Clorox and he's absolutely right. Like he nailed that, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, he's so smart. I'm assuming he just nailed that. But if he, someone advised him, that was the perfect answer also for him and to understand how to deliver it. It's great. Like, you know, I mean, that's the answer. Like you're right. hundred percent. Your efforts today will get distracted by a really horrendous comment. So, um, fabulous job by Donovan on that. Donovan has, just always been that. You know, I've said this a number of times that, you know, when I used to see Donovan, I used to joke with him that he's taken a pay cut by being in the NBA because I, like, he's just got such a persona and he's, 
astute and he's that I really believe that he could be CEO of a major company. Like, you know, and I, you know, I joke with him, you know, wow, the guy, you know, CEO of Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs is making money for a lot longer and more than you are. Like why take such a pay cut to be in this league? Um, and I, I just think he's that capable. I think he's, um, he's just a really good person. That's the other thing. Like for all the stuff that like, he's got a lot of stuff going around him. He's got, stardom he's got pressure he's got major tv deals he's just i mean major shoe deals he's got like he's just got a lot of stuff and he's just you know what he's just a really good person at his core and then he's he's also you know understands his role and he's willing he's willing to take it like i think that's the thing that's most impressive to me about him it would have been very it's been very easy for him to say well, i'm just gonna do basketball now but he's never been that like i've got a bigger purpose and i've got a bigger role and he, i think he's gonna have a massive impact on society before he's done i his basketball will be wonderful, and it's a pleasure to enjoy to watch him perform at, at his peak and his competitiveness and zest for the game is, is truly wonderful. His impact outside of the game will, will dwarf what, anything he ever does on the floor. I, I feel that way about he and C.J. McCollum, Jalen Brown. There's a few of these guys who I think because of the social – this is – I mean, I'm getting a much longer answer, but – because of the social media world we live in and the influence that these guys are able to have and the people they're able to reach um, and puts them in a position to be the civil rights leaders of our modern era. You know, the church used to be, if you watched black history, the church was the place that was the megaphone. The megaphone is now social media for everyone. And so their megaphone of social justice and to change is is as powerful as Dr. Martin Luther King's was or Ralph Abernathy's was or anyone else, you know, Carmichael was in that era. And so in this modern era, that megaphone is social networking. And those three guys in particular have embraced that role, taken it strongly and have been willing to step out. Jalen Donovan, probably leaders, but I think CJ, I, I often don't mention him. He probably deserves to mention that. And I think the three of them, will will be incredibly prominent in society for the next decade. Gordon asked Donovan what he's working on in the offseason, and uh, he mentioned a few things, but he did uh, indicate that he's been working hard on his defense. By the way, I, I, I know you want to move to basketball. No, I, I, just the comments are awful. But I want to make sure I've got my flag on the ground and where I stand on this. Like, we don't need to educate people. We need to listen to people. We don't need to be condescendingly rude and act like someone's not smart who's perfectly well-educated and his education max matches yours in your life. It's a horrendous comment. Really, really. And if you don't see it as horrendous, you've you got to make sure you talk to some people and understand how it's heard. If you're listening, and I'm not trying to preach, but I guess I am. But if you're listening right now and you heard that comment and you didn't think it's horrendous, then check, get outside of your social circle norm Talk to some people who might have heard it differently because it's a horrendous comment. Horrendous. Now we can talk basketball. I just did not want to move on and not have said my piece and have someone think in any way, shape, or form that I didn't think that. Fair enough. Uh, can Donovan get better at defense if he works at it? Yeah, he has to. I mean, it's really, really hard, right? I mean, he's got one of the highest usage rates in the league. He's... Um, it, you know, that's a real burden. Um, we just grow to expect these guys to be brilliant every night. That burden of being brilliant every night is, uh, particularly on the offensive end, is is huge. Um, but you know, he had a he had a really bad defensive game against the Clippers in Game Six because they couldn't move. Um, so I, you know, but yeah, he's got to get. You know, if you're going to win a championship, then 
you know, he's going to he's gonna have to be better defensively. And, you know, that's what he was known for. Now, I don't know that he can go be a defensive stopper for, you know, 20 minutes, but it'd be nice if he could do it for three every now and then. And that's really all you're asking. Like, you know, if we're going to go play the Clippers, I'd like him to be able to guard Terrence Mann for a while. I know he torched us, but he's the least difficult guy to guard. And then in the final minutes, if he needs to mark up on someone, that'd be great. But, you know, if he's playing the Nuggets, I'd like him to be guarding P.J. Dozier for most of the night. And then if he needs to go at this point, assuming Jamal Murray's healthy, he needs to guard Jamal Murray for the final four. That's great. Let's do that. But I, it's not fair to ask him to, you know, to be that elite defensive player at all times. So I'm curious about the size issue when it comes to playing defense, David. Uh, he's what is he six one six two? He's got those long arms, but it well, can... he's, he's really six seven. But somebody like hit him on top of the head, and he never grew. <laughs> but, like seriously, uh, look at his feet and his arms. Like yeah. he is. He's like six seven. He just never grew. Like every other part, and he's not quite six seven. He's really like. But I mean, so he is small. Like. He is small, and that's a problem, but he does. He's got incredible length and strength, and, like, I, you know, he really does. Like, his feet are huge for his size. So he does have, like, all the attributes of a guy who should be 6'4 or 6'5, but someone, like, played whack-a-mole on him along the way, and he didn't get to go for the extra three inches. <laughs> so, so you said he can't guard everyone all over the place, but what what is a realistic expectation for what he might be able to do when 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 it comes time for him to do something spectacular at the defensive end? Yeah, I don't. You know, it's a great. You know, these guys are so good. Like, so he. You know, when we're in the NBA Finals against Kevin Durant or Giannis, he's not going to be able to do much, right? Like, that's not. He's not going to handle. He can't do anything with those guys, right? They're seven one and seven one. So. You know, what is reasonable is that can he handle Drew Holiday? I don't know. Drew Holiday's like six three, six four and really strong. But so that you know, that that would be the answer is can he some you know can he somehow handle, you know, Drew Holiday? I don't know who Mike Conley's now guarding, so then does he have to, you know, guard Chris Middleton or you know, I don't I don't know. But you know, the size issue of the jazz guard line is very difficult defensively for any versatility. David, I'm curious your thoughts on the Ben Simmons saga. Gordon and I have been following it closely, uh, even the recent developments over the past couple of weeks where essentially his camp is saying that they're willing to hold out and uh, he doesn't seem to care about his trade value, whereas Daryl Morey is trying to do what he did with James Harden and that's kind of hold and sit and keep him on ice until he absolutely has to do something. How, do, how does this play out and how soon? So the first thing I would say is Rich Paul – and Ben Simmons have handled this like as well as I've ever I've seen a player. Whether you know, like I'll play for twenty nine teams. Like Doc Rivers threw him under the bus. I've never seen anything like what that. I mean, actually, you guys asked me who had the worst off season. Do you remember that? Like a yeah. while back, uh-huh. and my answer was Philadelphia had the worst closing post game press conference of any team I've ever seen in the history of the game. So to me, they had the worst off season. I might be right. Um, ironically enough, here's the crazy thing. And there's so many angles in this. It's great. Like if I was talk show host, I'd be talking about it every day. Um, you know, if Ben Simmons doesn't play and holds out, they're going to be like on a 55 game win pace. Because the fact is that Joel Embiid without Ben Simmons is better. And Ben Simmons without Joel Embiid is better. Um, so that's the first part. Second part, if I was a team in a league, maybe not us. And I'm not sure how many other teams I would say not us. Because ours is you have to trade Rudy, and I don't want. To, I wouldn't want to trade Rudy. Um, I like would give up the world for Ben Simmons. 
he's fabulous. Like, he's an all-NBA player, all-NBA defensive player. He's fabulous. Fine, there's no jump shot. I got it. He's fabulous. He's six foot ten, and he can get anywhere he wants to go at any moment in time with the ball in his hands. There's not another player in the league that can do that. He's incredible. He was treated badly. He clearly went through a mental, like, whatever you want to call it, during that last playoff series. Fine, help him. Be supportive. But you're not going to get a talent like that very often. So, you're gonna, you know, has he got a bad rap because he supposedly doesn't work very hard in the offseason on his jump shot? Sure. Okay, so he's got a fear of failure. Work with him. But I think if I'm Minnesota, I need, I need to keep Carl Anthony Towns. You can have anything you want. You want Anthony Edwards? Have him. You want another draft pick with Anthony Edwards? Have it. I want Ben Simmons. He'd be incredible with Carl Anthony Towns. Like, Anthony Edwards is really good, former number one pick. Like, number one pick for number one pick. But I'll, I'll give up another pick to have Ben Simmons. The money's not great because Ben Simmons has been paid. There's some problems with that. And you have to probably, fine, I give up D'Angelo Russell and a pick. Fine. I want Ben Simmons if I'm most teams in this league. He's got some flaws. He's not a great pick and roll player because he can't shoot, so therefore you can switch everything fine. But he's also, he's 6'10". You put a 6'1 guy on, he kills him. What did he do to us that night? He annihilated us. And Joel Embiid was out. So you get a center that can lift, and you can go put Ben Simmons on your roster, you're going to win a lot of games. Is Minnesota where you think he ends up? Um, I mean, it's been, I, I mean, I've looked at the betting lines on that today, just kind of out of curiosity, and that's obviously at the top. Um, We've heard Portland, too. I don't know. I don't know if, there's, if it's legitimate. I don't know what how like I don't know what the po- here's the problem is he's not quite a center but he's pretty close so like part of the deal like if you're going to acquire Ben Simmons is you almost have to trade your center and Philadelphia has no interest in a center like he does have a unique set of skills or lack of skills so that therefore you need some players to complement him and. Carl Anthony Towns is probably a perfect compliment, but like, what other fives are out there that can can pop? Because that those are generally that would be a pretty good start. I'm a little surprised on your uh, take on Ben Simmons, given your uh, you know shooting is the most important thing in the game right now, and he doesn't. Right, I mean, you get to the rim and shoot sixty five percent. I think you're pretty good. But you don't have to guard him down the stretch. I mean, I I don't know. Feels. I, I'm just surprised because if I, I would think that like an analytic guy wouldn't be wild about Ben Simmons. Yeah, I just like really, really good basketball players. All right, he's really he's really good. What would you do about like the, really like what, really good? What do you do about the problem with the perimeter shooting? Dude? Um, I mean it's definitely a problem. Um. I mean, the problem is you, find, you, you work with him, you, you support him, you love him, you care for him. It's a great time to get him, right? Nobody's been treated worse. Figure out what's going on. Like, what, what can we do for you? How do we help you? Uh, would be the answer. And, you know, but clearly he, he – I mean, clearly he's got a fear of failure, right? Okay, so that – from a mental issue, that overrode him in the playoffs. Is, you have to deal with it. That, that's the bug. A lot of players have that. It's just got really obvious when he, you know, when he wouldn't dunk and he wasn't shooting and – but there's a lot going on there too, right? Like I'm pretty certain that the lack of support he was feeling 
just became obvious to us in that press, those horrendous press conferences, like when he got thrown under the bus by Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers. But do you think that's the first time he felt that in that group? Or do you think maybe he felt that long before that? Good question. No, I'm sure it's not. It, it, it was It was not his introduction to it, I'm sure. Right. So, I mean, he played like a guy who seemed like he was getting no support, right? But like, you, you didn't ever hear, like, you know, Brent Brown tried to do the best he could. Like, oh, let's have Ben take one a day. Like, I mean, they've all tried it. Like, certainly it's a real issue and a real problem. You just don't get talent like that very often. I'm not minimizing that there is an issue there. I just think he's incredible. And maybe you accept him for what he is. Like, Draymond Green can't shoot. Take him in his prime, and that's Ben Simmons in his prime, except for he's taller and more athletic and can do more. So this is a tricky thing to bring up, and I because I don't want to blame somebody who has been somehow mishandled. But do you think there might be some attitude issues that he needs to adjust uh, in order to facilitate a, a better fit? So I'd have to know who he I, – I don't know him at all. And so let's just go with a hypothetical for a second and say that you know, okay, so, you know, one of the rumors around him around the league for a while has been that, you know, he just only has his own people around him and that he, you know, doesn't put in the work and this and that. Okay, well, why? You know, maybe it's the same issue. He just doesn't, like, either he doesn't feel supported or he's got a fear of failure. Like, why? Let's let's find out the why. I mean, if I was a team and I could get that kind of talent, I'll find out the why. So what's going on? Like, why not? Like, okay, like you don't want to be embarrassed. Okay, well, let's stop embarrassing you in every press conference by talking about how we need you to take one three a game. Right? To some extent, when Brett Brown was doing that, trying to be helpful, you're embarrassing your player. Right? Shouldn't the answer to any question by any media member about Ben Simmons for the last three decades or last three years be, he's an all-NBA player. I'm pretty pleased with him. Well, I know Isn't that, that a lot better than I'd like him to take one three a game and put it out publicly so that then every single time he doesn't do it, he's clearly not following the coach's lead for some reason? Or he could follow the coach's lead. Right, but he's clearly not comfortable doing that, so why is that? Well, I don't know if he's not been supported enough is my conclusion. But maybe that's Yeah, I mean, I just think... He, I mean, they all have a like. There's a like. We all have our little bugaboos, right? There's like, so he's got a terrible. You know, like if he doesn't love the game, where he's just a bad dude. But I'm not sure I've totally heard that. I mean, I think there. You know, the 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 Doctor Phil outside thirty thousand feet analysis is a fear of failure. So you know, if I don't practice, I can't fail. If I don't take it, I can't fail. If I don't dunk it, I don't fail. Like okay, like I'm too tired of being the spotlight on me for my failure, so I'm just not going to fail anymore by not trying, right? It's the reverse of like, dude, you don't try, you can't fail. Like, you know, I got it. Like, you know, but that's clearly, there's something of that sort going on. So support him. I love these kinds of conversations because (laughs) it's a coach's job, right? To do exactly what you just said. It's the player's job to accept instruction and to apply himself in a manner that is appropriate. So I I think, this is a pretty big scar on Doc, frankly. And maybe the fact that Chris Paul got to the finals was a pretty big scar on Doc, too. Well, David, thank you for dropping by, as always. We appreciate it. It's good to hear your voice. It reminds us basketball is right around the corner. It's coming. It's coming. 
less than a month now until preseason game number one. So it's awesome. David, bring that wow. same bring that same fire, man. We're looking forward to it. I, 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 I it's not you. The day I don't bring the fire, tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> Thanks, okay. David. See ya. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. I don't know of anybody who dis- could disagree with David more than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, you know, Gordon, the big reason I didn't make it to the NBA is because I wasn't supported enough. <laughs> I knew that. I mean, I, I'm looking at your face that whole time. And look, David's a really smart guy, and sure. he has his opinion, uh, and you have yours, which is diametrically opposed. <laughs> On yeah. that particular topic, yeah. You're polar opposites. We're, we're, we're pretty far apart. Uh, joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt, here to help you if you need a little uh, support uh, with some issues in the bedroom. Yeah, if you need a little boost in the bedroom, that is what we do at Wasatch Medical This technology, the most studied and proven form of wave therapy, it's helping guys all over the country. Uh, You don't have to live with ED. You don't have to live with the need to take the pill. This opens up and regrows blood vessels. Uh, A session is about 10 minutes. There's no pain or recovery time. And according to Cambridge University, you only need a few treatments over two to three weeks. Just imagine what the relationship would be like if erectile dysfunction. Uh... I believe we lost Andrew. That that click is usually not a good sign. But hey, in just a few treatments, you can be back to normal in the bedroom. Here's what you've got to do. You got to call 801-901-8000. That is 801-901-8000. You'll get a free consultation with the doctor to find out if Wasatch Medical Clinic is a good fit for you. In fact, uh, Andrew, I was just kind of bridging the gap there as we get you back. But uh, you guys uh, take great care of our listeners and come in to meet with the doctor and you always uh, do a little extra for free. We do. If you're struggling with ED and you want to treat the root cause, call us now. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound is free. Uh, And this gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom, which guys really like. There's no obligation. It's totally no charge. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver. You being an in-state guy, you grew up, obviously, with the BYU-Utah game. How long does it take an out-of-state guy to understand the level of the importance of the game? I think as soon as they step into the state of Utah, they feel the rivalry, they hear about the rivalry. Especially when they get here, they know, they can feel it. Everyone's in the air about it, and they just have to join in. You join in, or you're in the way. I think this week, I don't know if anyone has to say anything. If they do, I don't want them on the field with us. I need them to have their own self-motivation and I need them to be ready mentally and to come out and ball. You guys already know this game is one of the biggest games of the year and I just need everyone to be on their A game. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cougar 30 update. Here's Jaron Hall, QB1, asked if uh, the offense has more they can show versus Utah. 
Oh, we absolutely can improve. You know, we, we are by no means have we made it. Um, I don't think most teams make it the first week. I think there's always improvement. We've been able to watch the film already individually, and we'll watch it today as a team for a couple minutes before we start game planning on Utah. But I think we definitely have some things we can improve on this next week. I think we'll, we'll make those strides. This update brought to you by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Holy War is here. Another chapter in the Utah-BYU rivalry is about to be written. And your home for the best coverage of Rivalry Week is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks for David to David Locke for dropping by the show. We appreciate that. It is Rivalry Week, Gordon. I thought we uh, we scratched the surface of an interesting conversation uh, taking off on what DJ and PK talked about uh, this morning, whether BYU can even things out from a program standpoint. I think you and I both would agree, BYU at some point is going to win a game. Maybe it's uh, this Saturday, maybe it's next year, maybe it's the year after. I mean, it's not going to be another uh, century before BYU wins a football game. But BYU's best chance to win was last year, in my opinion. But to bring that, that team, that team had culminated with enough talent on it um, to, to to beat a rebuilding Utah team, which kind of answers the question. But it's still a guess because we don't know it. But the landscape is changing somewhat for BYU, and I think that makes it an opportune time to t- to have that conversation. Will the programs get back to the point where it's? going back and forth every year, or it's two wins here and one win there, two wins there. I mean, we talked to to Christian Cox today. He was at the tail end of that kind of run, but from what, when did Mac finally get over on Lavelle? 93, 92? Yeah, something like that. So from there until 2010, it was really back and forth, almost 18 years. Yep. I mean, it was a couple here, a couple there, and uh, the programs were, were on somewhat even footing. And maybe BYU wasn't as a program where they were back in the 80s, and Utah obviously had taken the next step, and whatever those reasons, the programs were on similar footing. And will then, will it be that way again? Yeah, it could be. I think it's a, I think it's a fascinating conversation because what would have to change? Well, BYU would have to be able to, to, to uh, attract better talent, more of it. And that gets back to what you brought up before, the whole idea of uh, going to the Big 12, if that's something that's actually going to happen. I think that would help BYU's recruiting because whether other P5 teams or leagues want to accept what's left of the Big 12 as a a P5 league, um, I I, I think it it does have a future and it, it 
won't fall apart. And it has some good uh, athletic programs in that league still. So you add in the four teams or however many it's going to be. And I think, yeah, BYU's recruiting would improve. It certainly would improve in-state, I think, because Utah's over there going, hey, man, come play with the big boys. Come play in, in, in the Pac-12. BYU's down there saying, hey, we have a, a P5 schedule. We play these teams. But like you often point out, what are you playing for? I would really be curious, Gordon, to – and I don't know if you could actually quantify this because it's more complicated, but how many – how many guys are BYU really missing on every year? I mean, is is it a lot? Is it a little? I mean, I, depends I, on how much you trust the uh, recruiting evaluations, which you don't. How many? How many guys are you? Is Utah getting that would have been BYU guys twenty years ago? Oh, I think there's probably plenty of them out there. Are there? Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know I if do. I'm convinced of that. Oh, uh, I think so. Utah's rise has hurt BYU's recruiting. There's no doubt about that. Utah's got a bunch of stud LDS athletes playing for them. I know, but and it's not they, just Utah, but it's other schools too. But would too. they have gone to BYU? I mean, like, I don't know. like is is Steve Young going to Utah if it were now? Like, how many how many guys is BYU actually missing on? Because that I think that's they used to get almost all of them. Right. Is Steve Young going to Utah now? Well, we might. Is Ty Detmer going to Utah now? I mean, is BYU missing on— Ty Detmer wasn't even LDS when he went to BYU. But you get my point. I'm I'm saying all these great, talented players that, you know, Jason Buck, is he going to Utah now? I mean, is he not going to BYU is my point. Yeah, yeah, I think there are many of those. Many? Yeah. That's what I want to know. I want to know—I mean, that, that seems like speculation to me, many. Well, I mean, I don't know how much exactly. better could how much better could BYU's recruiting actually get? I think it could get substantially better. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about substantially better. That's why I'm saying, how many guys are they well, actually missing on? I don't know. I don't think it is there's many. A, there's a couple of ways of looking at it. One, well, why do you think Utah stresses this with so many? And this is why what bugs BYU coaches so much that Utah uses this against BYU. That's a fact. They do. That's the fact that they're connected to the Pac-12. Well, they use that against everybody. Right. But But BYU's not connected. So? That's why it is an effective tool for them. Okay, but how many players are actually buying that argument and signing on the dotted line with Utah that would have instead gone to BYU? All I can tell you is my notion is that there are more than a few. You don't believe that, and I don't know how to prove it. I just that's what I'm that's saying. Because I'd, back I'd like in the to day, see the numbers. Back in the day, BYU used to rake these guys in. I don't entirely believe that Utah's success is predicated on them taking a bite out of BYU. It's partially true. It's not. Okay. You can't but how much? That's what that. I'm saying. How much? I, I, think, think, I, think, I think it's substantial. You don't think it is. I, so well, what am I supposed to say? I, I don't know how to prove that. But I do know there are also LDS athletes around the country who are going to other schools. Other than BYU, well, PK likes to bring that up with David Shaw at uh, at Pac-12 media. Yeah, I think that's. But that's how many just of those example. guys are there? I think there are enough to make a difference in a program. Because that's good news, bad news for BYU. Because one on one hand, you go, well, BYU's not missing on that many guys. But on the other hand, it's their recruiting's not going to get much better by going to the Big Twelve because they're not going to land guys they're missing now. They are. 
They would. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Oh, I think it's true. I think it's true. Now, you could argue it from another position and say, yeah, with the honor code and all the stuff that is unique to BYU, maybe guys would be hesitant to go there even if BYU was connected to a a, a strong league. Uh, You can make that argument. I, I don't know if that's... True. It, it wasn't the true back. It wasn't true back in the day, but maybe things were a little looser back then. I mean, Jim McMahon got in there. Yeah, I don't know. I that, I started this conversation by asking, or not asking, but throwing. I wish we knew or or could measure how much of Utah's gain has to do with taking a bite out of BYU. I I, I wasn't think it, looking at it so much. What? How much of a bite is Utah taking out of BYU? I look at it more like, okay, what could BYU gain by being a part of a, a strong league? And I, I don't know whether it's specific to Utah, but I think it, it applies to a lot of circumstances where BYU recruiters can go in and say, okay, look, we got what you're looking for, talking to the parents. We got uh, the church influence, if that if that's how they're oriented, uh, and we we play in the Big Twelve. I mean, that is a convincing argument to those who want that sort of thing. But I think there are others who think, okay, wait a second, that LDS uh, uh, Institute program they got up there at Utah, or they have at Stanford, or they have at uh, some other school somewhere. Uh, is 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 pretty good, and the coaches are stressing that with LDS athletes. They say, "Hey, come on down to Alabama, or come on over here, there, wherever, and you got this institute here uh, that uh, that will cater to your religious slant." And and if BYU played a higher brand of football, I think they could they could be more convincing in their recruiting pitch, because that's what those other schools might have that BYU doesn't. They're not connected. To a strong league. I just don't know how many of those guys you're talking about. Uh, Michael tweets in. He said, uh, would Hans be going to Utah? Now, I don't want to speak for Hans, and you know, maybe he can address this on that'd his be, show. Yeah, that'd be but, an interesting but, answer. See, Hans is a really interesting example of what I'm talking about, because BYU didn't miss on Hans. Hans told Tom Osborne to go pound sand when Nebraska was winning national championships because he wanted the BYU experience, where football— was not his priority. The BYU experience was his priority, and some good football happened to come along with that. But he passed on the best po- right. football so program in the country. So you can pick out anecdotal evidence. No, here I, and I there just and think Hans is an interesting. You know, he the BYU didn't miss on Hans because of what you're talking about. Yeah, but that was a different time. Right, right, right. And again, Hans can speak for himself. But I'd want to know on how many guys BYU is actually missing on. I think it's a lot. I mean, you know, you look at Utah, how many of Utah's studs on this current team would have gone to BYU? Well, apparently none of them. Because they didn't. Yeah. But, but if BYU's circumstance was different, it might change it. Both coaches have said that these schools don't go head-to-head in recruiting nearly as oh, much Oh, that's bull. I don't know if that is oh, bull. I, I, I do think they go head-to-head. Yeah. There's a lot of football talent in this state. Okay. But I don't know how much they're going head-to-head. Again, both coaches will tell you they don't. I think they do. You heard what P.K. said. He obviously agrees. He said that it's a recruiting tool, and these teams go up, up against each other, and one proves itself superior to the other. I think having a rival is a recruiting tool. 
<sighs> this I think PK was getting at this game, having a game with this much juice and a unique rival and how passionate it is. That's a recruiting tool. Right. That they but, have but, a game but, but like why, this. Why is it a recruiting tool? I it's just be, told you. It's, no, it's because you're proving your program to be superior the, to the other one. I don't know if they go head-to-head as much as you think. No. I really don't. Well, I mean, we can go in circles on this. I don't know how else to say what I think. That's what I think based on conversations I've had and, and the way uh, – the, the way these schools go about their business. Uh, both of them have, obviously, BYU has a lot of LDS athletes in their program, and so does Utah. We'll have more next. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a 50 update. Here's Coach Witt talking about they're still working uh, to solidify the depth chart at running back. We're closer. Tavion obviously had a good game production-wise, although, as we mentioned after the game, the fumble was the big negative. But, you know, he's working hard to get that corrected. And Makai Bernard played well. And, you know, everybody contributed in some respect in the, at, at the running back position. But I think Tavion's the one that stood out most. Update brought to you by our friends at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's the classic Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, or a great breakfast burrito. And also, don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger just off 515 inside Timpanogos Harley-Davidson. That's Marley's. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You heard the sounder. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE, and you're going to get a pair of tickets to go see Corn and Stained coming to town Wednesday, uh, September 8th. That's tonight. Do they have time to come get their tickets? Grammy Award winning multi-platinum band Corn. Bringing their U.S. summer tour to USANA Amphitheater. Actually, it's on uh, Thursday, Austin, so I read that wrong. We're giving away today. So it's tomorrow, so we're okay. The 9th? The 9th, yeah, Thursday. The 9th. I was about to throw someone through the window. No, it's tomorrow. My bad. The The first part of the read here says Wednesday, September 8th, but I'm assuming that's meaning that's that's it's when we're Wednesday. giving it away yeah. today. All right. So What's on that paper? He will read. I will read. Burgundy will read. <laughs> hey, it kind of looks like that. And don't give me pro bowler coal in there, uh, and, and I don't want to hear it. Not from either one of you. The concert is tomorrow at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets are available, livenation.com, or simply be the 12th caller, 855-340-ZONE. I'm glad we got that straightened out. 
No, you're not. You like watching me rolling it over here. <laughs> Do they have time to get their tickets? <laughs> it says the eight. Stop it. Stop it. I don't want to hear it from any of you in there. It says the eighth is the day of the contest. Win ticket Wednesday. It does not say the day of the contest anywhere on here. In fact, it's highlighted the eighth. It says Wednesday, September eighth, comma twenty twenty one dash corn slash stained. Uh, nowhere does that say when we're giving it away. In fact, it's highlighted. But it's highlighted because <laughs> that's, that's that's what you're. I realize that now. It. Does it say that on there? No. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. I figured that one out halfway through the dirt read. Where were you? And the good news is, if it were tonight, these are electronic tickets, so they we probably would have been get fine. get them there, yeah. but it's not. See, you're the one it's reading it. Tomorrow. You want to do the reads? No. You always threaten to give me the not sports sport. You want the reads? No, I'm not. You I'm want? Not, you I look, want? Look, I'm not, you're very gifted at reading this stuff. And half the time, you do it without even looking at what you're reading. But still, I mean... No, Take not accountability still. for what you're no, doing over Stop there. it. I'm just trying to look out for our listeners. be tough to get to a concert yeah, tonight see, if you want it at 5.58. Here's the thing. If you got a little more support around here, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that was, honestly, that was the funniest thing you could have said right there. That was... Well played. Want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. Your pets are angels, but urine soap carpet is a nightmare for your house. Zero Res has a specialized method to remove stains that leaves your carpet clean and smelling fresh. Schedule your appointment with Zero Res Carpet Cleaning today. Zero Res Salt Lake.com. Up north, Zero Res Davis Weber.com. You're right, Gordon. I do need more support. It's not my fault. It's somebody else's. I agree. I agree with that take See, wholeheartedly. I mean, we all, we all, I think it's a joint failure. Because we haven't properly supported Jake. Yes. I mean, Ben. I I mean, Jake. (laughs) Yes. Jake Simmons. Need more support, guys. I'm going to need more out of you. We're going to need more jump shots out of you. (laughs) My my shortcomings are actually your fault. You know, Jake, if I had more support. As you were reading that, I really thought to myself, you know, he's a man who sounds like he hasn't been lacking support. You know, and and, and so, Austin, if you and I did our job a little better, I think uh, Jake uh, would do the reads better. Oh, man, I totally agree. Totally agree. So much much for toughening up out there. (laughs) I'm going to need more out of you guys. And this is a sneak behind the curtain. Next week's going to be brutal. Going to need more support out of you, Austin. Did you say sport or support? Support? More sport? More support? S apostrophe port? More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The head coach of BYU Kalani Sataki. Even if coaches did handle it the same, wouldn't you expect your players to kind of feel the emotion of this game and handle the week differently? Yeah, coaches may say, hey, it's just another game, but the truth is everything else outside of them says it's different, right? So the way the fans handle it, it's way different. So I say let's just embrace it and let's have fun with it, man. If we go into it saying, hey, this is just another game, that sounds great on paper and in print, but the truth is, we know those guys. There's a lot of guys on this team that are really familiar with them, that are friends with them. Me and my little brother, TJ, were playing here, and our oldest brother was playing at the U. So that makes a difference. And so why would you ever try to change that? The fans know each other. They're in the same households. So let's just have fun with the whole experience. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We've got everything going on. 
Big Show, wrapping one up. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hey, Gordon, coming up tomorrow, we're going to be at Mountain Mike's Pizza. I'll give out the address here in a second, but I just got a text massage on my personal phone. from our got guy, a massage? Our guy, uh, Reed, who just texted me. He said- you got a uh, massage from Reed? No, no, a text message. Uh, Reed says, uh, at the remote tomorrow- they're good. They want to give away 100 pizzas to Woo. the first 100 people that show up. That's remarkable. Does that include us? <laughs> well, I'm sure you will make sure it includes <laughs> us. Uh, uh, but well, uh, you know that that sounds like really good pizza there, and so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So Mountain Mike's Pizza, 3785 West, 104th South in South Jordan. It's their grand reopening. Mike Smith's going to be out there. But they're going to give away 100 pizzas to the first 100 listeners that come in. How about that? See, here's what we got to do, Gordon, is we need to really work on taking credit for the response. Don't, I, I don't acknowledge so. that it's the pizza bringing the <laughs> listeners in. It's I, thought, us, you were, I okay? thought you were going to say they were going to give a pizza since Mike Smith was going to. I thought you were going to say anybody named Mike or, you know, uh, maybe a Mike linebacker out there or something. I don't know. But. It sounds like it's going to be more comprehensive than just that. So 100 pizzas for the first 100 listeners to show up. Wow. That's pretty that, cool. That's really yeah. good. Uh, again, Did you that, hear that, folks? 3785 West, 104th South in South Jordan. By the way, I say 104th South. People know what I'm talking about, right? I don't need to say 104,000 South. Wouldn't that just be weird? That actually somehow confuses it more. Right. That's what I'm saying. 104th just makes... I think more people know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's a really good point. I I don't ten thousand four hundred south. <laughs> oh yeah, it would be ten thousand four hundred. You're right. See, I've thought about this a lot because I read a lot of addresses on the show and all that sort of thing. You know, like you don't want to be literal Larry, but if somebody just happened to move here or something, it'd be like one hundred fourth and end up downtown. Yeah, you could interpret it that way. A uh, hundred and four hundred. Wait, how else can you say? Well, now we better say the address again. <laughs> the three of us have really bungled this. <laughs> 10400 South. Yes. 3785 West in South Georgia. Yeah, you just, uh, from where we are now, you just take the 15 down there. And Stop you... it. Stop it. Nobody calls it the 15. You don't live in California anymore. Thank goodness for you. Did I mention that I, I once did? You've been to California? Yeah. I never knew. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, that pizza sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> the, uh, pizza always sounds good, man. All yeah, I hope up, you guys have a good time. All, all y'all work up a good appetite and head on over there. The first hundred people who show up once our show starts get a free pizza? Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. Guess what hour is going to be a replay hour tomorrow. Yeah, right. I'm on my way. <laughs> All right, we'll talk Come to you then. Down, Here's Austin. an hour of Hanson Scotty. <laughs> it's the big show. <laughs> Where'd Austin go? 97.5. Oh, hi, Austin, there you are. 1280 The Zone.